Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Central Youth Podcast. We exist to help students find and follow Jesus. Today you're listening to a message from our weekly Tuesday night gathering. We pray that it encourages your heart, and we hope that you enjoy the message. Welcome to Central Youth. My name is Michael. I get the honor of serving here as your guys' youth pastor, and it's such a joy to do life with you guys. Um, we are headed into a brand new series, guys. It's going to be awesome. It is a series called Foundations, and so we're talking about really biblical foundations, the core of what we believe, why we believe it, uh, just to kind of give us a glimpse of what things we might encounter as we talk to people and they want to know why we believe what we believe, and some of these things are going to answer the core questions of what is our foundations and so today's is going to be an awesome one. Uh, simplicity, this is what we have to understand why every other topic that we talk about, whether it's creation, Jesus, sin, these all play into effect in those things. And so we're going to get right into it and talking about who is God uh, and just really defining key principles, key things, keeping it really basic, keeping it really elementary for you guys. Um, but a question that any one of us will ask at one point in our life uh, is a question that we may ask in any season. So even if things are going good, okay, things are going great, perhaps you're outside, there's a nice sunset, it's a beautiful day, and you're like, man, that's just really beautiful. That is a great creation. Look at that. Or you're looking at different animals and their intricacies and the things that make them so significantly different. And you wonder, man, why is that thing so beautiful? Who created that? Or perhaps maybe the question comes when you are in suffering, you're in pain. Something's going on in your family's life. And you wonder if there is a God. Why is he doing this? Who is he? Why does he operate the way he operates? And so just really knowing who is God, answering that question is core to our identity. You see, what we think we know about him and what is true about him is completely different. We could hear things about him from our teachers, our friends, people who have followed him most their life, and their view of him is based on what has happened but that doesn't always mean it's true to who he is. Jesus is consistent. He is the one most um, consistent thing in life. And so just think about it. Um, how we describe ourselves and our own lives might also change based on what we're going through. And so just for shows, uh, right here is a picture of my Instagram profile. And as you guys know, you there's uh, plenty chances in um, to change that all the time, and you can change what it says about yourself. If this is your about me, and a lot of times it changes based on how we're feeling. Mine, I'm pretty lazy. Uh, it says these three things. It says Ephesians five fifteen through seventeen, which is right here. I have it. Uh, tattooed on me, but it says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. 
Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. So that's just something that I've wanted to live my life by. And so even for the last five years, I've had this um, tattooed on me. And it's something that I really want to take seriously and understanding what the will of God is. And it has a funny little quote. It says, someone once told me I was the goat, uh, meaning the greatest of all time. And I don't think I'm the greatest of all time at anything, but this is a quote that I laugh at because it's something I really do want. I want to do things with excellence. But the most important part and aspect of mine says friend of Jesus, and that's my whole goal. That's why I want, uh, that's what I want at the end of the day is to be a friend of Jesus. And so this just describes a little bit of my identity, a little bit about who I am. I'm funny, maybe sometimes to some people, maybe not to you guys. I'm not cool to you anymore. Irrelevant. Um, but yeah, a friend of God, someone who wants to do the Lord's will. Uh, I think if Jesus today had an Instagram, if he had um, a caption on his about me, I feel like it would point to three things that we know to be true about him, that he is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so that is what we are going to kind of rest on in the next couple moments, go through these very quickly, okay? And so he is the God who is, so to answer the question, who is God, we must understand who he is as the Father. And so the Bible says that the, he is the God who is. And so what that means in a lot of things is he is the one who creates, he's the one who endures, he's the one who brings joy, he's the one. And um, one way that you can say that is Yahweh, which means Lord. And many scholars believe that the most proper meaning uh, could be he brings into existence whatever exists. And so to know that means he created it all. 1 Corinthians 8, 6 says, For us there is one God, the Father, from who all things and for from who from are all things and for whom we exist that was a tongue twist uh and it says one lord right jesus christ through whom are all things and through whom we exist and so just parallels that god created all things he is the one who defines he is the one who brings things into existence and so he was here before time. And we're going to look at a lot of these things as we go through this series. Uh, but he is a good father. He is that. He's the definition of a father because he stewards well what he's created. He takes care of us. He brings us to um, places of joy, all the things that we hope to experience. He created it so he can give it to us. If you want joy, he can give it to you. If you want peace, he created it. He can give it to you. And so to understand that he's a father, when we understand that God the Father, we understand what a good father's role is, and which is why he comes to earth, fully man, fully human, to save us by the way of his son. And so the father sends his son, right, second aspect. So he's the God who is, but he has a son, which is he, him in flesh, and then at that point, he's the God who saves. The Bible says something very significant to us in the midst of this is that as a son, in the book of Matthew 121, it says, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph, he told him what the Messiah's name should be. You shall call his name Jesus, 
for he will save his people from their sins. So he's this, who is God? He's the son, right? He's the God who saves from our sins. Without him, man, we were, we were um, destined for doom. We were destined for an eternity in hell. But because of his good grace, because of his willingness to save, because he's the creator of all things, his heart is to restore that which was broken. And so when sin came into the world, Adam and Eve, we'll learn more about sin as we go into biblical foundations even more. But sin came in, totally destructed the way things were supposed to be. And so Jesus sends his son to restore that for us. You see, through his son, he reveals who the father is. And so his life, the son, as he lives a perfect life, he's displaying who God is. The Bible says that uh, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father except through me, the son, right? Understanding that is key to a biblical foundation is that he is the son. He is the father. He's the God who is. He's the God who saves. And so if he's the God who is and the God who saves, then the third aspect of that is what? We'll look at that in just a moment. But just to understand he's the God who saves means that Jesus um, is the I am, right? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so when the I am became man, when he became the son of God, it was to save his people from their sins. That's why the angel said, call him Jesus, call him Savior. And so once we get that, we understand and we receive his, his sacrifice. And when his sacrifice is received, we inherit the Holy Spirit, which is his third part and third member of his community. And a third part of his, his whole being, his whole character, his whole um, caption on Instagram, however you would describe it. The Holy Spirit then is the God who empowers. He empowers us. And isn't that a wonderful thing? Uh, I love Jesus so much. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, who is God? He's also the Holy Spirit, the God who empowers. Genesis 1, 1 through 2, very first instance of seeing um, the Spirit of God. is in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. So this is the first time we see it. It's so awesome. Hopefully we'll be able to dive more into the Holy Spirit, but what you can know to be true about the Holy Spirit, a lot of times you see these three things as that he is the creative spirit. And so his spirit creates heaven and earth. His spirit comes and does the things that God breathes into life, breathes into existence. Anytime you see the word breathe, wind, or spirit, it's literally... Um, this, what you can picture, a spirit of God hovering over something, an invisible power coming and doing the works, empowering creativeness. And it empowers our abilities and our purpose. And so what God's created us to do, the Holy Spirit comes inside of us and empowers us to do those good things. It empowers us to be people who seek out evangelism, who seek out generosity, who seek out wisdom, and display truth to the world. Before Having him, it was only us. We were trying to be Mr. and Mrs. Independent. Not the funnest thing. How many of you guys know that it sucks to do life by yourself? And so Jesus, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Trinity, is the greatest form of community, and he gives us access to that. 
So having access to the Holy Spirit allows us to, to be empowered in our abilities and our purpose. And in the midst of that, this whole renewal process is taking place because we're seeking the wisdom of God, seeking the counsel of His Spirit, seeking His presence daily. And in the midst of that, He's restoring our lives back to what He intended it to be. And that was us right with Him. Us seeing the fullness of him, us falling more in love with him because he created all of that. All the things that we desire, God gives us access to. And it's an amazing thing. The spirit is what empowers us to be creative, empowers our life and our purpose, and it empowers us to be restored. So regardless of what you feel about Jesus, regardless of what people have told you, regardless of how you feel about God, all these things, which, what you need to understand about him is what is true. And it's, what is true is not always dictated by your feelings or your unctions or your circumstances, but what is true lies within his character and the core of who he is. So here's what's true about Jesus. Here's what's true about the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all these things is that he is the creator of all things. And so what he says goes. And it's complicated for us to invest in such a thing because he's infinite and we are finite. And so us to understand an infinite power, an infinite being is so hard because we live in a world where things die and nothing lasts forever, right? Well, this is the world we live in. We get an opportunity every single day to be in relationship with an infinite God, a God that lasts forever. And that's the beauty of it all. And so what is true, he's the creator of all things. And so everything that he does in the midst of that is sustain us to be able to live this life. He has plans for us. And regardless of what happens, he re his love endures forever. He remains forever, right? And so that's a super exciting thing. And so whatever's going on, you could know this to be true, that the whole way he operates, the whole experiences that he extends to us, regardless of what our experiences are, we need to know the lens at which God operates through is the most essential and most amazing thing that he created, and that thing is love. The Bible says in 1 John 4, 7 through 8, is, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who has loved has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. And so the single defining characteristic of who Jesus is, of what he operates out of, why he makes the decisions he makes, would be that of love. And the Bible says love is patient and kind. It's not jealous, boastful, or proud, or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wrong. It does not replace or rejoice about injustice, but rejoices when the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It always is hopeful. It always endures through every circumstance. Man, this is what is true. I love that it says this aspect of truth, that it rejoices in whatever's true. And we ought to do that same thing. 
We ought to rejoice in what is true about God, not our circumstances. So God is a God of love. And everything that he does, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit operates out of this spirit of love. This is the lens the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit is. So when things are hard, it's not a matter of what we get out of it. Oh, this is just so I grow, but rather what God has planned, that he would get the glory. Because often, guys, just so you know, our response to pain could be like a really bad thing, right? We could be like, oh, I'm so mad. I'm so angry. But that's what the enemy uses to destroy the dreams of God. He wants you to be angry. And the, the thief only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to ruin your day. But God has come to give you life and to have it to the full, right? And so the, the question in understanding who is God for our own lives means God is love. And so out of his love, he creates. So in what ways do you need God to create new life in you? How do you need him to create hope? peace, comfort, grace, joy, anything that you're desiring in your life. And out of God's love, he sustains us. And so in what ways do you need God's love to strengthen and support you? But here's what's true. Regardless of what you might be thinking, that God is the loving creator and sustainer of everything. He's internal and unchanging in his goodness unchanging in his wisdom, and unchanging in his power. God is the creator of all things who operates out of love. And I can't wait to get on with the rest of this series and understand more of his depths. And so let's pray that we would understand that this God, in definition, is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. A Father who is the God who is. A Son who is the God who saves the Holy Spirit who is a God who empowers. And the whole reason that he does what he does or how he operates is because he's the creator of all things, the creator of love, and that is his heart for his people. And so if you were to know one thing, who is God? He's the God who loves you. He's the God who sustains you. And he's the God of the world. Let's pray. Thanks again for tuning into today's episode. To get more information about Central Youth, head over to centralsj.org forward slash youth.